0: On this week's episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast, the Bears double dip in Allentown before the All-Star break and then come back home to take on the Bridgeport Islanders. I give a rant about the All-Star and its meaningless existence and where the Bears stand at the All-Star break. All that more on the Grit and Barrett podcast starting right now. everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Bear It podcast. It is a Monday, February 24th, 2023, and it is all-star break time, everyone. Getting to take a nice little break from all the holiday action. Not a lot of hockey games on. And just smell the air of a stress-free hockey weekend or week and a half, considering the NHL is on an all-star break. So just breathe it in and... (laughs) Ah, <laughs> oh, God, I hate it already. Come back, hockey, because life sucks without it. My name is Richard Blosser, welcoming you to the first and only Hershey Bears hockey podcast out there. And the podcast first presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you to everyone who is listening. So, all right. It was the last week of January. Getting a, getting done with a healthy smathering of home games at giant center as get ready bears fans because it's that time of year again the time of year when the pi descends upon giant center takes up a lot of time and the bears head out the door for a lengthy road trip but that's next week's show is when we deal with that the bears had two two road games to deal with surprise and they didn't have to go very far the bears kicked off this week on a Wednesday night. We go back to Wednesday, January 31st, as the Bears went to the corner of 7th and Hamilton to take on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms for the eighth time this year, question mark? I'm Ron Burgundy. But the Bears went back to the PPL Center. That's right, the ice rink inside of an office building on a Wednesday night where, admittedly, there wasn't a lot of people. The Bears have had a very good record against the phantoms this season especially there at the electrodrome and there were some injuries the bears were still battling through Lamo still out Strome is out but i think we're managing i think the bears are doing just fine and the puck is down and we're underway there at the electrodrome and the bears do get off to a pretty good pretty good start leading the phantoms in shots and we faced this team already we faced them we're fine we're going to be absolutely fine. We can beat these guys in so many ways. Bears get a late power play there in the first. And what's Mike Vecchione doing there on the... Is that the second unit? No, Miro's on the first unit. Okay. Miro at the... Nero down low. Over to Presky. Crossing feet over to Vecchione. Rister, he scores! And beats Cal... Peter- Wait, that's not Cal Peterson in net. That's... Sam... Erson, Sam Erskine-Rug, how you doing? Since the Flyers have been off all last week, including all or mostly of the NHL teams, had a bye week last week. So anyone who can, back to the minors to get playing time. So Sam Erskine-Rug was in net for the Flyers and the Bears sent out Clay, St- Clay Stevenson. But anyway, Mike Vecchione gets his 12th. Chase Presky, his 19th assist, Ivan Miroshchenko, his 14th assist, and it's 1-0 Hershey at the end of first. And it just feels very familiar at the PPL Center that ever since the pandemic, the Bears have just taken it to the Phantoms. And as me and the guys have said, the Phantoms are going through, as Dusty Rhodes would say, hard times there, baby. Because, unfortunately, for you fan fans who listen to this, yeah, the new team, the new car smell, that's done. Not to mention the pandemic really hurt people going. The team's just not that good. And Ron Hackstall and his bunch of cronies in the and the boys club there in Philadelphia have just sapped interest out of this team. I mean, yes, they had a three to four year span when they were really good, packed the PPL center, and kicked our butts. But since then, it's just been all downhill for the Phantoms. And it might be a while before we see them big crowds at PPL. Don't worry. There's there's Phantoms faithful that show up, and I see them on the broadcasts. But outside of that, it's a tough sell. Anyway, I digress. On to the second period. We go, and the Bears are holding their own there in the second. A couple of penalties to work through as Aaron Ness goes off for interference. Chase Presky goes off for hooking. But the Bears play through that as a phantom goes off for interference. And as does Hardy. So we get a little four-on-four action. We get some nice four-on-four action. All right. Open skating. The Bears should be able... To handle this, Adam Brooks comes in on a charge. Adam Genning from the boards. Throws one in front. Pinball and it's in. Cooper Morty gets a stick down in a crowd. And it goes past Clay Stevenson. And the Phantoms have tied the game. Cooper Morty, his 10th. Adam Genning his 10th. Adam Brooks. Adam and Adam. It's like they're a sitcom. Adam Brooks gets his third and we're tied at one. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. He's okay, guys. We can handle this. Continued four-on-four action. Ganin leads another charge. Brendan Furry throws one on in. Bounced around. And that one. It's in. It's in. And the Phantoms raise their sticks. Another pinball four-on-four goal for the Phantoms. It's just, It's the same damn play. Go to the boards. Body's going in front of the net. Throw, on, throw the puck and see what happens. Ronnie Atard gets his ninth. Brendan Furry his fourth. Adam Gining Gine- gets his 11th. 2 1 Phantoms after one. After two. And all right. Alright. This is what's gonna do us in four game winning streak. Actually, five game winning streak. Five game winning streak. It was nice. It was really nice. But you know what? Some adversity is good for this team. And I will not be shocked or saddened if we lose one on the road. So in between intermission, sure, me and the wife, we watch some YouTube stuff. Whether it's a good cinema snob review or a cinematic excrement review, we we like we like snarky YouTube movie reviewers. We can't I, I can't help it. So alright, looks like the Bears are back on. Gotta swap it over from YouTube to HLTV on the television and what do you mean Jimmy Huntington just scored okay let's rewind the action rewind the action Huntington from the side of the net just smacks it in Jimmy Jimmy ties it a buck 16 in close enough to be a sin Jimmy Huntington is 11th Pierrick Dubay his 8th and we're tied at two all right Let's keep this going. I'm sure we can beat these guys. Later on in later on in the third, Pietruck Dubay down below the goal line throws one to Mike Vecchione. Another wrister. He scores, and the Bears are taking the lead. And the Bears finally taking the lead. Started playing their game in the third. Got the low high game going. Chris passing. Mike Vecchione beats Sam Erson for his thirteenth. Pietruck Dubay his sixth. Aaron Ness's fourteenth, three-two Hershey in the lead with under six and a half minutes to go, and I just felt I felt fine watching this. We're gonna get this. We're absolutely gonna get this. Three three and a half, two and a half to go. Off comes Sam Erskine, rug, does not and the Phantoms get the puck. Get the puck in. They're gonna start working around puck. Works out a scramble in the far corner. Dubay on a clearing attempt just flings it down the ice and it's going and it's rolling toward the empty net and it's in! Dubay with a 160 foot goal. Forest 23rd and thus begins the exodus out of the PPL center. And that does it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Phantoms. Bears win it. 4 2 the final. Your three stars were. Adam Ginning for the Phantoms with two assists. Dubay with a goal and two assists. Vecchione with two goals gets first star there at the PPL Center. And another road win for the Bears over the Phantoms this season. And just another win? This team just keeps chugging along. And it's just, it's, it's, it's so unreal to see just how freaking good this team is. And it makes me wonder if just a little bit, like the Baltimore Ravens in football. This team is really good. And maybe the only thing that can beat them is themselves. It's a real possibility. And we've beaten the Phantoms so much this year that, let me just see here. Uh, One, two, three. Hold on, just checking things here. Four. Five, six, seven, eight. We're like six six and two against the Phantoms this season. And well, we're like six and one against six oh and one against the Phantoms. It's it it, it's unreal. We're just kicking butt and taking initials against teams this year. And just when you think that's done, well, we gotta go back to the PPL Center for a Friday night matchup as the Bears and the Phantoms go at it again, and the Phantoms are celebrating. 10 years in the Valley this past weekend. It's their 10th season in Allentown. That's right. The Electro Drum opened in 2013. Where has the time gone? I mean, this team's gotten an all-star game, made it to an Eastern Conference Finals once, and that's about it. That's really about it. 10 years in the Valley. Good on them. Good on them. And, And I say that as a bitter fan Of a rival. And the Bears go back at it on a Friday night. Knowing that the all-star break. Is soon upon them. Is soon upon them. And they have to. Strategically. Know when we're going to play our guys. We have to strategically know. Like okay. Some guys have got to go out to San Jose. um, Sunday morning. And it's just playing this right. It's just playing this right. So, the Bears and the Phantoms go back at it. They're at the Electrodrome on Friday. And yours truly sits down to watch the game just after closing a deal on a brand new car. Finally. It's so nice to start a car at Giant Center on a Saturday night. And it actually works. <sighs> so nice. Stressful. But you're happy when it's over. So, the Bears and the Phantoms go back back at it, and, and these two teams are just flying. Bears getting shots on the Phantoms. Phantoms getting shots on the Bears. It's up and down, back and forth. Hey, guys, it's the All-Star break. Let's leave some things in the tank, okay? I know the Phantoms are double-dipping at home this weekend, but no reason to go all out before All-Star week. Star weekend. But the Phantoms get the first strike on the board as Wade Allison puts one on the board, is able to slap one past Clay Stevenson yet again. Yep. Clay Stevenson versus Felix Sandstrom? Felix Sand... That Felix Sandstrom being backed up by Par- Parker gahagan G- Parker G- Gagagin? D- d- that can't be real. Where's this guy been? Uh, former Milwaukee Admiral, Colorado Eagle... Toronto Marlies before the pandemic. San Jose Barracuda. He's played a good amount of games with the Phantoms this year. It's been on and off. So okay, okay. I I have no idea who this guy is, but okay. Anyway, Wade Allison gets his ninth. Elliot Denoyes gets his eleventh. Brandon Furry gets his fifth. Okay, down one nothing to the Phantoms. We'll be okay. We have shut. We have shooters of plenty. We could take these guys going down a goal easily. Look what happened. Been Wednesday and almost right on time. Bears on the pl- power play. Scarbosa down low. Snively over over to Frank. Fires. He scores. Deflected in on a crossing feed. And it took all but tw- twenty one seconds on the power play to score and tie the game. Ha. Ah! Is it really that easy? It is that easy. Ethan Frank is 21st. Joe Joe Snively is 25th. Mike Scarbosa is 35th assist. 35. Just to put this in perspective, Bears fans, we have two Bears that are in the top five in goals in the league. Dubay and Frank. And Mike Scarbosa is tied for the league lead in assists at 35. This is absurd. One one after one. And into the second, it's up and down, back and forth hockey between these two teams. And into and I just feel like but there seems to be an overall theme that the Bears aren't really playing their best hockey. Because we're having a lot of trouble getting out of the zones. Breakout passes getting broken up. Puck being in at the blue at the blue line. Zach Fish, friend of the of the show, his most Frequent line that night was, the Bears just can't get out of the zone. Puck stays in at the blue line. The Bears are having trouble getting out of their own zone. The Bears are getting hemmed out of the zone. If you took a shot every time you heard that, you'd be done. Done not even halfway through, halfway through the game. It's just very repetitive. But the boys will be okay. We've had games where we've had bad first and second periods, but turn things around in the third. We're good. We're Hershey. We're the best freaking team in the league. Into the third, to the third we go. Go. We're going to take these guys. We're going to get them. Who left Jacob Cartier in front and he scores. Bobby Brink was down low. Throws one in front for Jacob Kautcher, his for his fifth. Bobby Brink his first assist. Victor Maite makes it 2-1. Okay, okay, okay. We'll be fine. We'll be absolutely fine. A minute later, who's that? It's Brendan Fur- Furry comes down the ice. Comes in. Deeks pass to Ioria. What the heck was that? Deeks pass in. Deeks backhand and he freaking scores. A highlight real goal. Who has Brendan? Did we really just give up a goal to a guy named Furry? Did we really just do that? Brendan Furry, his second we, Elliot Denoyer is 12th. Wade Allison is 5th. And, oh, Joe Wowick was on point with his goal announcements tonight. He had that that just fire in his voice. It was the usual, Phantoms! His second goal of the season, scored by number, blah, 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 Brandon FURRY! My God. We got, and to quote um, the Attitude Era podcast, we got black tar heroine um, Joe Warwick tonight. Oh, my goodness. But okay, 3-1, 3-1. We can come back from this. We can come back for this. Power play bears off and fandoms on to the power... Power play. Cooper Morty throws one front. And Tomola wide open just taps it in easily to make it 4-1. And again, Joe Wallet just absolutely on point. By number 21, Samu Tomola. Oh, my God. I mean the venom in that man's voice. His 13th. And if I'm saying these names wrong, number one, I'm sorry. But number two, they're Fandom's players. I don't care. Cooper Morty is 27th. Emily Andre gets his 19th power play goal. 4 1. Not our night. Absolutely not our night. And Bears lose at the PPL Center. 4 1, the final. And you know what? You you know what? This is good. This is th- this is good because the Bears needed this. They needed a game where they got kicked in the pants, shoved in the mouth, pie face, and thrown out the door. And me and the guys argued this, and a lot of Bears fans were fine by saying, Oh, we'll bounce back, we'll be fine. Yes, I know I crapped on this a couple weeks ago, but adversity stuff like this is good for the Bears. And I think it's a good thing. It really, it really is. So the Bears lose here and just go home. Didn't have their best game. I could tell things got out of hand because Zach got a little sassy near the end. You can always tell the game's not going very well when Zach gets sassy on the microphone. But that pretty much did it. And the Bears lose in Allentown 4-1. Now, speaking of this past, this past weekend, we had an event going on up there in the big leagues this past weekend. It was the All-Star Weekend, and this year was held in beautiful Detroit, Detroit <laughs> Toronto, Ontario, Canada. That's right. An original six team gets to host an All-Star event for the first time since, who knows, I think since Montreal did it years ago but this time they decided to do a hybrid of past ideas i mean you remember during the mid 2010s when we did fantasy drafts you know the east and there was no east and west it was just you know draft whoever you want whoever was picked last usually got a car And how fun things we had like that. And then we had the traditional East versus West, then split it up into divisions, make it three on three, and just have a whole bunch of fun. Well, this year, yeah, the effort was not exactly there. As it was shown by Nikita Kucherov during the skills competition, just basically a big old bag of I don't give a sugar honey and iced tea. And in the words of Dennis Miller, I don't want to get off on a rant here, but, um, you know, players don't care about this all-star event. It's just now you're being learned of it. Nikita Kucherov has told what everybody else basically thinks. I, I don't care. I'm just here so I don't get fined. I mean, who are the people who really care about these all-star events? The host city, the fans, the kids, and the kids of the players. But other than that... It's a waste of time, in all honesty. It's lost its luster. I mean, the pandemic didn't necessarily help, but the NHL's kind of shot itself in the foot with this whole marketing campaign thing. I mean, I haven't gotten excited about an All-Star game in, since the better part of a decade. It's just not interesting nor appealing to watch. And while I understand the NHL tried to carve itself into the week in between the Super Bowl and conference championships to step out of the way for Lord Football, which is the right move, There's just no real interest there. I remember a couple years ago that silently the NHL decided, hey, we're going to have our All-Star game at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Why? Why are you doing this? 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon? Nobody cares. No one. This is not like the 1980s or 90s when you had ABC's Wide World of Sports or a lazy Saturday afternoon where you'd scroll around and see what oddball sports that ESPN would have it's just not like that anymore it's streaming these days it's niche sports it's it's finding your lane as the kids would like to say and the NHL All-Star game is nobody's lane i'm sorry these 3 on 3s they try to they treat these as basically nothing nothing more than pond hockey except it being corporatized to the nth degree. And those jerseys this year, ugh, I understand. I'm a 40-year-old podcaster, so maybe those designs don't exactly appeal to me. Maybe the Fortnite, the Battle Royale, and the Bieber generation might be, get behind stuff like this. But to me, this was an eyesore. These ba- these jerseys look like bags of of Doritos and I was wondering which one of them were cool ranch excuse me but my point is this all-star game it's lost its luster it's it's and all of the sports media can come out and tut tut Nikita Kucherov all they want or tut tut Sidney Crosby who went out to Montana to skate around outside and skipped out on all-star practice I'd do it too that, that sounds more fun than being at a fake event that nobody cares about. I mean, at least Florida last year gave into its cringe, you know, hockey, golf, outside all star all-star competitions. I'll give that an attempt to be creative rather than this just bland event there in Toronto. And we're not going to get another all-star event for the next two years. Next year, the NHL is going to try and mix it up by doing a four nations tournament, USA, Canada, and honestly, I forget who else because I'd like to have interest in this, but I don't. The only good thing that's come out of this weekend has been the news that the NHL is getting back to the Olympics in 2026 and 2030. That's right. The NHL is going to take a two and a half week break to go and do Olympic hockey once again, and this has been sorely missed for the better part of a decade. That is when players care. They care about the international competition, repping their country and getting that gold medal at the the Olympics. You want proof of this? Go watch the world, the world juniors, men and women's doesn't matter and see how hard they play in the, in the medal games. And I can tell you this, those gold medal games are going to do a hell of a lot better than a weekend where you're going to wear that are weared by players wearing designer jerseys who to- don't care and care more about what fl- what time their flight's going to leave so they can join their family in Orlando for a couple of days of rest. Of course, that's just my opinion. I could be wa- wrong, to quote Dennis Miller, and we'll be back right after this. All right, Bears fans, looking for a super offer before the big game? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered as new customers can Bet on the big game to turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Folks, we all know the big game is next Sunday, and you need to get in on that sweet action. What's the coin flip going to be? Who's going to have the most receiving yards Receiving yards in the first quarter? Is Patrick Mahomes going to complete 20 passes? Well, they cut away to Taylor Swift more than five, five times in the first quarter. Well, you can bet on all that, At least I'm pretty sure about the Taylor Swift part at DraftKings Sportsbook to make sure you get in on the great chips and dips game known as the big game this Sunday, this Sunday, February 11th. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN as new customers can bet five five bucks and get 200 in bonus bets in, in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit CCPG. Dot org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. See slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. And now, on with the show. And we're back with the Grit and Bear It podcast. And as always, thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook, the sponsor of this podcast. So let's close out this weekend as the Bears took on the Bridgeport Islanders. And also had a bit of announcement this weekend. The Bears are bringing back their thirds. Those cream alternates are back. (laughs) I'm so happy they brought these back. Look, it's about, about, what, seven or eight years we've been using these? I'm not saying I hate them, but can we just mix it up a little bit, please? We have over 80 years of jersey designs for you to use. Pick one. We don't need to keep using the same one since 1936. Bring back the skating bear from the 1970s. (sighs) But I'm rambling. The Bears went at it against the Bridgeport Islanders. And, of course, it's the night before the All-Star Game, so Big Daddy Dylan Micklerath is out. Is out as he needs to get out early and get some rest for him for himself. But Ethan Frank, nope, you need to stick around. You need to stick around. Eh, you'll be fine. Your your flight's heading to Atlanta at six thirty tomorrow morning. Eh, you'll be fine. So the Bears and Islanders went at it at a pretty well packed Giant Center on a Saturday night as it was First Responders Night, and it went well. There was the annual um cop game that was held earlier in the day and it was fine it was fun but just as an observation i know we, we've done this for military night we reserved a lot of section of stuff up in 200 but there was a good amount of gaps where those papers are that say reserved for dot 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 there were a lot of those white gaps in the upper 200 level and i know the bears said well uh, paid attendance tonight of t- ten thousand five hundred here at Giant Center, and I'm like, where, where? The papers don't count as actual people. So, so the Bears and Islanders went at it, and you could tell the Islanders didn't arrive to Giant Center until four because when they came out for warm-ups, it was uh, all right. Let's just get this over with. It was a bit rough for them, for them. And all right, let's see how the bears respond. You lost to a rival the night before for how you feeling the next day? Well, I can tell you this: Pir Dubay from Shashenko fires and gets one past. Ken Appleby Kenny we missed you. Ken Appleby you might remember him from such teams as the Albany Devils and the Manitoba Moose. We're not we're going to Appleby's tonight. And Pierre Dubé gets his twenty fourth. Miro gets his fifteenth, and it's one nothing. Urshi. Well, that was a good response by by the boys. Clearly, clearly they're playing with with vim and vigor tonight. And the Bears come back in. Aaron Estrows went from the boards through a screen and it goes in past Appleby. A double screen, and we're going to Appleby's again. That's right. Two for twenties on the menu tonight. Aaron Ness gets his third. And it was so great to see Aaron Ness get get a goal. He always celebrates and just seems so happy whenever ever he scores. Good on him. Joe Snively gets his 27th. Hendricks LaPierre gets his 8th. And it's 2-0. 2-0, Arshi. Cool. I mean, like I said, how are we going to respond How are we going to respond against losing the night before? Well, going up 2-0 five minutes in. It's a pretty damn good response, if I do say so. Myself. And we get into the second period. We go, the Bears lead a 3-on-2 rush. Massey feeds it up to Scarbosa. Bosa over to Vecchioni, Kneeling one-timer. Bounces off Appleby and goes in. Mike Vecchioni with his third goal on the weekend. Scarbosa with his 36 assists. Jake Massey with the 6. 3-0, four minutes into the second. We got this. It's okay, guys. We got this. But since Bridgeport is losing, they need to resort to the one thing they know. Push and shove. Pushing and shoving. And in in the second, um, the Bears were going to get a a penalty as Jimmy Huntington was going to go off for roughing or something happened. Something happened in this draws a crowd, crowd pushing and and shoving, and in comes Koblov and BAM just knocks down Pietrich Dubay and everyone's like that come on everyone just goes and Bridgeport you stupid idiots you guys were gonna get a power play now you just took yourselves out of it. In the words of Red Foreman from the seventies show, dumbass stop being a dumbass. Uh so so they go off and Dubay goes off for roughing, Travis Mitchell goes off for roughing, and for some odd reason, oh, Giant center gets put in a dander. And you might as well just done what Wilkesbury does with the de 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 refs you suck why why the penalties got evened up Just because you see this on television doesn't mean you need to emulate it. This is kind of the blind fandom that drives me nuts. That drives me nuts. Any little argument from the refs that doesn't go your way generates a refs you suck chant. Well, that's how we did it back back in the day. Yeah, somebody show me or give me a story from Hershey Park Arena that did the same thing. It doesn't make you sound passionate. You sound dumb for not understanding what's going on out there. You're just chanting for the sake of chanting. (sighs) Riley Sutter goes off for boarding. Boarding. Now everybody's pissed off. Jimmy Huntington goes off for tripping, which was a, a, a BS call. The guy fell down because of an autumn breeze took him down. But fans are still upset. They're still riled up. And everyone's like, Boo! refs you suck and i'm like oh can the stupid period just end and it does it's still still three nothing but the bomb is under the table metaphorically that all it's that creates suspense and tension in the room and all you need is just one bad thing happening in the third and we're gonna have a full-blown full-blown brouhaha and the only reason Bridgeport's doing this is because Dylan McElrath ain't here. If Dylan was here, some and in the, in the words of Mark Henry, somebody's going to get their ass beat. Yeah. But nothing happened in the third. Honestly, nothing happened. Except Alex Lemos gets a kneeling one-timer as he scores on Ken Appleby in his return game. Back from injury, him and his beautiful hair. Gets his 11th goal. LaPierre gets his 9th assist. Joe Snively gets his 28th. 4 nothing. Hershey. Bridgeport's like, we're going on break. We're done here. It's like the last class before Christmas break. Where you're just like, Christmas parties all day. Don't Nobody's getting any homework. That'll do it. 3, 2, 1. Shut out. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night Bridgeport. Bears win it. Four nothing the final. As your three stars are Aaron Ness, Mike Vecchione, and Hunter Shepard. Shepard getting the shutout, going 25 for 25. A nice respond game for the boys. A really nicely done. And it, and I should say this, but duh, of course you're gonna beat the worst team, worst team in the division, if not nearly the whole league. So, yeah, do what you're supposed to do. Get a win. Win the weekend. And head into the All-Star break, and which is actually taking place tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, out there at the Tech CU Center in San Jose. Oh, don't worry, we still got one more year of West Coast hockey, as it'll be at Coachella Valley in the Palm Desert next year. So let's take a look where the Bears stand. At the All Star break, as the boys are, of course, top of the Atlantic, top of the league at 36, 8, 0, oh, and 2 with 74 points. The team that's behind them by 13 points is Providence at 28, 13, 3, and 2. Wilkes-Barre has 54 points in third, Hartford in fourth with 51, Springfield in fifth with 47, Charlotte in sixth with 46. Lehigh in 7th with 43, and Bridgeport with 31, sitting at 13, 25, 5, and 0. If the playoffs in the Atlantic start at the halfway break, Hershey and Providence would get first-round buys, which is fine because we wouldn't see Providence until the division finals, and I'm more than okay with that. Your playing matchups would be Wilkes-Barre versus Charlotte with all three games in Wilkes-Barre, and Hartford versus Springfield with possibly a 1-1-1 matchup there at the XL Center. So that's where we stand right now. The Bears leading the conference, leading the league right now. 13 points up on Providence, technically 15 points up on the Milwaukee Admirals, who are in third. And 16 points up on the Tucson Roadrunners who are doing well in the specific division. So the Bears are just still continuing to go strong as we head into the break. The Bears will get a week off to regroup, reload, heal some bruises, and get ready to go. And know this, Bears fans, there is a lot of road games coming up because this was our last home game until the end of the month. Think I'm joking? Next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Providence-Springfield, which would have been on our travel radar, but we decided on Charlotte. And then it's the Canada road trip, a weird Canada road trip, with a 4 o'clock Saturday Saturday start there in Toronto. A 2 o'clock game in Belleville on Monday the 19th because reasons. And then a rare Wednesday night game in Laval, 7 o'clock start, before the Bears come back home to take on Wilkes-Barre on the 23rd. And then the 24th is against Rochester. So very, very, very busy road-heavy month with PIAA coming to town. And it don't get much better in March, folks, because we have a four-game roadie in March, two of which yours truly will be at. And a pair of road games in March as well. So, um, yeah. And we still got to get out to Iowa in April. So, we, ha- we do not have a lot of games left for the Bears. And I will say this now. And I will start every show with this. Love, hug, and cherish whatever part of the season is left. Because it will be gone before you know it. And you will miss it. We say this every time with football. And it's very true for hockey as well. So that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your times, listens, and downloads, everyone. Let's keep this going. I'm going to hope to get Corey on the show um, within the next uh, week or so. Me and him got to work out some stuff. But we will get that taken care of to do kind of a uh, mid-season breakdown for the Bears-ish. So um, thank you so much to, to everyone. Enjoy the All-Star break a little bit, and we'll be right back at it next week. But until next time, my name's Richard Blosser. Go Bears! I'll see you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at P One. On Twitter, that's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears!